or friend that has a disability. What can congregations do to help children and adults in Sunday school and church who have disabilities? And most importantly, how do we help those with disabilities find their highest potential? Join us today as we talk about dealing with disabilities. My guest is Judy Redlick, host of Encounter for Bot Radio Network. She'll share challenges she has faced as a person with a disability. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Judy, for being my guest today on Family Shield. Well, thank you, Kay. It's an honor to be here. You know, we've been friends for a long time. A long time. And uh, it's been... It's been good, and we both traveled down different walks of life in our media, and it's good to compare notes and to learn more about each other. You bet. Yeah, I was just asking you before the program, how many years has it been since we've known each other? And we know it's been at least 33 years. That's a long that's time. A long, yeah. That's a long time. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. So tell our listeners about you and your family first. Well, I was Judy Schlimpert, so if any of you recognize that name, uh, my uncle Edgar Schlimpert was Green Park principal for years and years, started Green Park, in fact. It was the first Lutheran consolidated grade school in the nation, and I was the first person with a disability to go through the Lutheran school system. So he, Uncle Ed, was always my hero, and he was always concerned about education and making sure everyone got the best education they could. So mom and dad went to Gethsemane Lutheran Church and so did the three of us girls. My hymnals were in Braille and the usher's room was where I kept them so that mom, whenever we came into church, she would look at the hymnal numbers that were posted on the bulletin board and she would go get the volumes with me in the usher's room. So I remember many good days uh, as a child growing up and learning about Jesus in the Lutheran school system and in Sunday school and church. Great, great. Now tell us about your husband and children today. My husband and children. Uh, my husband, I'm married to Ray Redlick, who's vice president, New Life Evangelistic Center. Our children are David and Melody. And uh, David is the marketing manager at his company where he works. Our daughter, Melody, is the project manager for gray design in St. Louis. So she does a lot of commercial interior designs of commercial buildings. I need to just uh, insert this right now. Way back, maybe 33 years ago, I was at your house. We were having a meeting. And uh, your your daughter, Melanie, was about two years old. And it's my most vivid memory of you and trying to remember how long we've known each other. 
and uh, we were having a meeting in your in your living room but her, your two-year-old decided to run outside at a big house with a big backyard and I remember you running after her <laughs> because at <laughs> two-year-olds you don't just say come here and no, they come don't. they don't do that do they and uh, and it's such a vivid memory of you who couldn't see being able to live your life and do all of the things that you need to do and do them well and lovingly. That's what I always remember. Boy, and I think of all those tricks that God helped me with. Uh, like, for instance, putting a, a sheet under the high chair so that when I fed the kids, all I had to do is shake the sheet out and wipe off the kids. And I didn't have to clean off my floor. And that was a lifesaver. That's a good idea for anybody with a little one. Yeah, I don't think anybody ever mentioned that to me when my kids were growing up. That's and my awesome. kids, my son, David, he was uh, seven, he's seven years, six years younger. In fact, he was born on Melody's kindergarten graduation evening. And oh. I had to call my mom and dad at 530 and go, uh, I'm going into labor. Can you uh, go to the graduation with Melody? So they did, and after the graduation, they came over, and Melody got to see her little brother for the oh, first time. Who's cool. They are very close. That is awesome. That is awesome. That's great. And you have two grandchildren, too. Two grandchildren, and they're uh, four and two and a half, and Jackson is adopted. And the minute they finished the adoption, Melody became pregnant, and they have a little girl, Olivia. Oh, nice. That is awesome. That is great. And uh, my daughter's husband is a firefighter. Oh, wonderful. So he is a hero. Well, today we're going to talk about disabilities. And uh, before we talk about other issues, can you just share some of the challenges that you've faced as someone with a disability and help our listeners learn what they can do and how they can serve? You got three hours? <laughs> no. So let's summarize them. Where would you like to start? Let's start. Um, when I was small, mom and dad let me experience just about everything in life. I mean, I had two older sisters who uh, didn't treat me any differently, and my friends didn't treat me any differently either. So I had to learn how to dodge the handfuls of sand that they threw at me and I threw back at them. I had the dodge when we played Red Rover, and I ran down the hill and ran through the other team and cut my leg up the side with metal from the roof that was being installed on the, the house behind us and stuff like that. And I had to learn to be an overcomer. I remember mom took me in the bathtub, and that was I was about four years old when that happened. And there were houses. Now I was about five, I guess, and there were houses being built behind us. And I remember that. It was so painful. She she said to me as she was washing me off, now don't worry about it. Uh, you'll be playing outside the next day. And guess what? She was right. So fear was not a part of my life until uh, seventh grade when I went to the Missouri School for the Blind for a year. And I found, I learned what fear was like in seventh grade. And I had to ask myself, was I going to be afraid the rest of my life from those those from those incidences or was I going to go on and trust God to help me through the challenges I faced because I didn't have my sight 
Uh, I was in radio drama when I was in second grade. I had a wonderful tutor who taught me how to read and write Braille. And my mom learned how to write Braille. Mm -hmm. She always reminds me how Mr. Kutcher, when I went to Lutheran High School South, was my German teacher. And I took German for four years there. But she, she said he always made her Braille the German test for me. Oh. And she, she just like, why would he do that? All the other teachers a lot of times gave them orally to me. Uh-huh. So uh, there were little challenges like that, but she learned Braille. She learned how to li- read and write Braille. Um, I had an exciting childhood just like every other child did. I went through the whole cliques and all that stuff like other kids did. Um, I was in choir and band in, at Lutheran High School South. So I went to Green Park and Lutheran High School South, the first kid with a disability in both of those schools. So being a pioneer has always been a part of my life. And I guess I've always prayed and asked the Lord to help me through the challenges that I didn't know how to deal with. Mm -hmm. And if you have an attitude of, hey, God, I know you're going to help me with this if I ask you. If I forget to ask you, God, would you help me anyway? Mm-hmm. It sure does make a difference. It does. And, and that scripture, the joy of the Lord is my strength, yes. was always a big help to me. And when you turn that around, the strength of the Lord is my joy. It's a whole different meaning, but it helps you in the same way. That is fantastic. Yes. Now, you, you talked about your, your life as a child in seventh grade and fear and trusting God. And uh, that's one of my later questions, but I'm going to bring it up now. Uh, how important was it that your parents brought you up in, uh, not only in the church, but also to know the Lord uh, and, and have him be your constant companion? That solid rock foundation was so helpful in learning the stories in Sunday school. Mom made sure I had the quarterly Sunday school books from the Lutheran Library for the Blind when it was located on Jefferson Avenue as part of the publishing house. And I was so excited about being able to read from them just like my classmates did in Sunday school. And in fact, um, I did teach some Sunday school when I was a teenager to small kids. I was a helper. But it was so nice to have that in Braille, and LCMS did provide that, along with uh, the hymnals and the matins and all of that. So the firm foundation was there, and then I went off to college, and then it's kind of like my worldview broadened, and and I didn't realize that I didn't know Jesus Christ personally. I might have known him in my head, but not in my heart until uh, I was in Oregon. I was a folk singer in Oregon for um, nine months. And the lady was one of my nursey friends who my mom. So when I was in Oregon as a folk singer for nine months, my mother had an alumni nurse friend who lived out there as well. And mom let her know I was there and she contacted me and invited me to her house, their house, uh, once in a while for good food and fellowship. And she used to play those old radio programs Mm. over the countryside, it seemed like, because she'd turn up the radio real loud. And I started listening to um, J. Vernon McGee. And I was thinking, wow, there's something different about Jesus than I knew about. 
And so she told me one day, she said, Jesus loves you for who you are and not who you should be. And that changed my thinking. And it took about five or six months. But one day I said, okay, God, if you're real, I need to know that you are really real and you really want to be there in my life to help me. And I want to get to know you not only as Savior, but as Lord as well. And so my life totally changed. The Bible jumped out at me. I had a Braille Bible. You know, Braille Bibles are 18 volumes if they're in shorthand Braille. So it took about uh, 36 inches or two shelves on a, on a bookshelf to, to uh, house them. The word, the word of God in my Bible started jumping out at me. And so my life changed. And then I started um, working at the New Life Evangelistic Center. Mm-hmm. After I was a folk singer in Oregon, I came back to St. Louis, and I heard that New Life Evangelistic Center had uh, applied to start a Christian television station. And I thought, well, that might be exciting to do. And I had applications in all over the area. But um, I went and interviewed, and they um, wanted me to do public relations. So I was the public relations director and then became development director and Uh, So as we built Quality Christian Family Television in St. Louis, that was a very exciting adventure. But I found Jesus Christ there. And we took in homeless women and men for shelter. And so I was able to share with people about Christ and how he had changed my life. And Mm -hmm. it was was amazing. And uh, in 1983, Channel 24 went on the air uh, after we raised about... um, 1.5 1.5 million dollars broadcasting christian family quality programming okay. and then we started knlj channel 25 in jefferson city and that was amazing and then started the here's help radio network with radio stations and and so um i did tv and hosted the christian connection <coughs> show for 20 years that was exciting it was not only on the here's help radio and tv network but also on cable in various locations and also on TV 16 in Quincy. I need to make a few announcements and then we'll come back and continue talking about disabilities and how we help others that have that. Family Shield Ministries is a nonprofit organization composed of Christians who care about families and the gospel, transforming lives now and for eternity. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 radio stations throughout the United States and on many podcast platforms. We also coordinate other educational and outreach services that serve individuals and their families. Thanks for listening. This week, we're giving away the booklet, Love Thy Neighbor. To receive a copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-877. 2508416 or email us at witness to family at gmail.com. We encourage our listeners to sign up to receive the Family Shields complimentary email newsletter. To sign up, send your email again to witness to family at gmail.com. Your prayers and support allow Family Shield to continue to reach and equip individuals and their families for Christ. Your support makes our work in the ripe and plentiful harvest possible. Thank you. If you're a Thrivent financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to Thrivent 
dot com slash Thrivent Choice or call Thrivent 1-800-847-4836 and one of their employees will help you. All Thrivent gifts support our outreach services and ministries. Now I want to go back to my guest again, Judy Redlick. I do want to mention that Judy has a website, www.judyredlick.com. And I was amazed as I looked at that, Judy. There's so much on there. But one of the things I found out is you went to the same college as my husband and I did. My husband and I met at Missouri Valley College. That was just Wow, we have so many things in <laughs> that common. That was amazing to me that you guys both went to Missouri yeah, Valley as well. Yeah, really, really. Not the same time, but still, what what a small world it is. So as we uh, start the second half of the program, let's just talk a little bit more about um, what we can do as Christians to help individuals and their families with loved ones with disabilities. Um Let's say we have a sibling or a relative that has a disability. How can we offer them support, and what do what do what should we do, and what shouldn't we do? Well, okay, the first thing that I'd encourage you to do, like my mom and dad did, is look beyond the disability. If you just look at the disability, you're going to limit the person's ability. But if you look into their heart and where they're coming from and who they are as a person, then that's going to give them license to just be who they are as a person. And so looking beyond the disability is the first thing. Number two, ask them questions. Like if you don't know how much they can see, ask them, what can you see? Don't be afraid. A lot of people think that communicating with people with disabilities that they walk on eggshells, and you're going to offend them by something you say. So never say, I hope I don't offend you, but because we are people just like you. <laughs> so I always know what they're going to say when they say, I hope I don't offend you, but. So some of us, when we are not in really good moods, we say, oh, you're going to ask me how long I've been blind and what made me go blind and all that. And they say, how do you know? Well, you just know. <laughs> so avoid those questions. Mm-hmm. Also, don't limit what they can do. Don't overprotect people with disabilities. Give them the same challenge as you give others. Ask them, would you like to try this? Mm-hmm. And if you're in a, uh, let me see, what else can I say about the whole key is ask them and if they're nonverbal, find ways to find out who they are by just loving them for who they are how can we teach kindness and sensitivity to our children especially as it relates to interaction with those with disabilities first thing is make sure that they treat the person with a disability as they would want to be treated Number two, that they should get to know that person and not be afraid to become a friend to that person. You know, a lot of people with disabilities don't have many friends. Uh, They might have caregivers. They might have parents. But a lot of them do not have friends that they can talk to and confide in. Mm. And uh, so become a friend to a person with a disability. Get to know who they are inside, their likes, their dislikes. And... Treat them just like you would like to be treated. All right, we're going to transition a little bit to what congregations can do. So 
a what if uh, I'm a Sunday school teacher and have a child in Sunday school with a disability, how can we support that child? And what do we need to teach the children in the class for how they treat the child with disability and also what they can learn and what they need to do? Love is the first thing. And getting to know the child or the adult for who they are. You might want to do a family uh, intake to learn who the parents are, Mm, learn who the siblings are, Mm -hmm. and then find out what are some of the child's likes and dislikes. Ask the parents. Go to the child's house. Find out what what their family's all about. Get to know their family. Because a lot of times families affected by disabilities don't have many friends as well. And they don't like to really come out and share all the stuff that goes on at home because they think, well, people won't want to be our friends with all this stuff happening and all the challenges that we face. But um, friendship is is important um, when you're in a church or it, when you're in a Sunday school setting. Crafts are important. Kids with disabilities can make crafts just like anyone else can Mm -hmm. make. Mm -hmm. Um, You can get braille materials. You can get uh, large print materials. If a child can't see very well, put them near the blackboard or the the TV screen so that they can see what's happening. Uh, Involve them as much as you can, and you can do that by asking them questions. Uh, I'm going to transition to one last question. As we talk about congregations, what services might your church provide for those with disabilities? One of the things I really encourage churches to do if they have persons who are visually impaired is find out if that person has a computer. Mm. If they do, send them an email of the song words. Send them an email of the bulletin. And so they can follow right along. There are things called... Uh, braille displays, there are CCTVs and other um, things that uh, enlarge letters on the screen. What I'd really encourage is find out if the person has email. Because a lot of persons with visual disabilities use computers just like you do, or they use braille displays. And if you can send them the hymns, or you can send them the bullet on bulletin on email then they can just use that and read along right in the church service good that's great and judy you have some kind of software i email you things and um you just said to me today when we came over here that it just translates it verbally so that you can hear it Right. Uh, I use JAWS for Windows, and there are other screen readers out there, but anything that I get printed or sent to me electronically, my screen reader reads. Also, iPhones are very important. And one thing, if you are displaying words to songs on a screen, a big screen, which a lot of churches do, they don't have hymnals these days, make them large, 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 like Uh, 18 to 28 point type and then that way those who have low vision can also read them great very good yeah those are helpful I know you would have many more uh, suggestions but we're going to 
I want to ask one more question, in it, and that is how do we help those with disabilities find their highest potential? And I know you'll say now, do you have three hours, Katie? <laughs> but uh, just some suggestions about, again, how do we help them find their highest potential? Two minutes left, sorry. Get to know them so that you can ask them powerful questions that will help them grow. Help them find Christ. Help them realize that they are worth something. And they're not just shoved in the corner, that they are valuable to you. And as you make them feel more at home as you talk to them, keep asking them questions and help them find the resources that they need to be overcomers and to work toward reaching that highest goal that Christ wants them to reach. Most of all, pray for them. Mm. Don't treat them differently than you would treat anyone else and be there as a friend to them. That is great, Judy. So important. And I'd like to spend time on resources because you mentioned resources, and that's so important too. Um, Just a couple, we have maybe one minute left. Are there resources in the community that people that are blind can access? I know you are involved in many agencies oh, yes. like that. There's what are some of, of the ones that some of our listeners well, might the like to local, know about? Well, Lutheran Church Missouri Synod still has some resources available. Lutheran Braille Workers mm. is available, and that organization serves people who are visually impaired at any level, audio, uh, large print, and Braille. Um, Baptist churches, I mean, many of the denominations have resources that you can find by uh, not only talking to the, your local church district, but search it on the internet. Okay, very good. Good, good. I know there are more, and I guess we can, uh, we can if there are extra ones, we can put them on our recommended links. I also want to let our listeners know that I have put uh, Judy Redlick's website on our recommended links on our website. If you want to get in contact with her, you can just let us know. Um, again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield Ministries. My guest has been Judy Redlick of Encounter uh, that is aired on Bot Radio Network. And uh, we've been talking about disabilities, what we can do to help others. Uh, and Judy also shared some of the things that she has done. And uh, it just wasn't enough time to talk about all of it. But um, I, I want to thank her for being my guest and uh, thank our listeners for listening. This week, we're giving away the booklet, Love Thy Neighbor. To receive a copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. We encourage our listeners to sign up to receive the Family Shield's complimentary email newsletter, to sign up, send your email again to witness2family at gmail.com. Your prayers and support allow Family Shield to continue to reach and equip individuals and their families for Christ. Your support makes our work in the ripe and plentiful harvest possible. Thank you. You've been listening to Family Shield a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. 
To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com. Or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.